My name is John. My name is Bridget. My name is Johnny. And my name is Adam. And we've never we seen. We have we've never, never seen, seen Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat. 2021. <laughs> that, that almost worked. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. This is the show where we show somebody, anybody, friends, strangers, loose acquaintances, movies they've never seen before that they absolutely should have seen by now. This is a special episode. Normally, you'd hear all our names again, but you just heard them all up top. And then you heard us struggle through trying to say the name of the movie that we're seeing today, which is the brand new 2021 day and date theater and HBO Max exclusive Mortal Kombat. So, uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you. Um, special welcome to John, uh, returning again this week. Uh, thank you for, for coming back to the show. If you guys missed our Mortal... Me. Yeah, no problem. If you missed our Mortal Kombat 95 episode, uh, John joined us from the Gamescast vault. We dusted him off. We took him out of mothballs and storage, and, and he's back on the podcast. Yes. So... Either that or you were waiting in line for the Sonic sequel. We're not sure. But you are back here to give us your uh, video game opinions uh, as we watch this video game adaptation, a reboot of this franchise, Mortal Kombat. Now, before we jump into the new movie, I do just want to touch base with Johnny because, Johnny, you were not here last week uh, when we watched this together. Um, so I know you you have since watched this to kind of get caught up. Just want to kind of give you the opportunity to give some of your thoughts on Mortal Kombat 95. Sure, yeah. Probably the most fun I ever had doing homework. Um, we watched <laughs> this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen to a little bit of you guys' podcasts, share a lot of the same thoughts, but mainly that song fucking cooks. <laughs> of course it does. Absolutely rips. It's, it's, it's pure Narcan. It's, it's crazy. The song just absolutely blows my mind right from the beginning, and I don't know if I if you had mentioned the podcast or whatever, but I told Adam that um that me and my cousin absolutely just loved the song when we were kids, and it would take us forever to watch the movie because we would spend an hour ninety minutes just dancing around punching each other to that song. The middle of this movie, which I will just say is like five minutes after the beginning and five minutes before the end, um, is. <laughs> really bizarre and weird and it's because they're really i think you guys made some good points there's nothing to go off of narratively with the video game so they just kind of came up with whatever they wanted so it was just excuses to get from fight to fight and you know it's all it's it's pg-13 it's it's not really the soul of mortal Kombat whatsoever <laughs> um you know they get away with some of the stuff with like scorpion and other people who don't bleed actual blood they bleed I don't know. He had the blood fire or something like that. Um, yeah, right. Of course he did. I enjoyed the characters. Um, I think Raiden is my favorite out of, he wasn't my favorite in the video game, but in this movie, I just enjoyed his performance and I don't know who was that guy. I don't even recognize where he's from, but I think he kind of Lambert, Christopher, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. I'm not um, sure how you pronounce it, but he's uh he's the Highlander. Yeah. But yeah, definitely my favorite from the movie. Goro was, I was actually pretty impressed with the effects with Goro. Um, it held up. I don't really know how or what they did with it. It just seems like it's 
more practical and there's nothing really affects to him. I mean, other than his uh, um, unfortunate fall that he just couldn't, he had four hands. He couldn't grab like another ledge or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's more submission. We did. Yeah. We did more, talk about more that a little submation. bit last week. Guy in a suit for the bottom half and puppeteers for the top half. Right. So yeah, you got Goro who looked amazing. And then you have reptile, which is the most baffling special effect that I've seen in a very long time. Mm, um, all incarnations of it. <laughs> it's abysmal. They should have just did him in 2d cartoon. Like he would look better that way. But yeah, I mean, the movie is fun and it has a, a, a brisk sort of attitude sort of get to, to the next thing. And then obviously the music cues and everything are great. But I will say I, I was taken aback by the ending because I thought it was like one of the best like ending shots that I've seen in a very long time. And granted, I have seen this movie, but it was like 25 years ago. So I don't really remember a lot of it. But where like the emperor, whoever, I don't know who's that supposed to be in like Mortal Kombat 2 or 3 or something. Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn or something like that, yeah. um, where he busts out of the tower. And then uh, Raiden says something like, I don't think so. And they all do like the fight stance and like the music mm. kicks in. And I'm like, fucking yes. I went back and watched that like maybe two or three more times afterwards. I thought it was <laughs> so sick. I, I'm glad that Bridget was enjoyed it. I thought she was going to enjoy it. See, we were a little weary going in that it could have just been bad and not fun or you know, or, or that she just wouldn't have, bad. Yeah. yeah, or that you wouldn't have gotten on the wavelength. Like you would have been like, all right, the song cooks, but everything after that was just a downhill spiral. So it was, it was very yeah, exciting. It's, that that was the case. It's, it's, it's rough for sure. But I think it, it puts you on a high, if that song doesn't like put you on such a high in the beginning with, and then like it, the movie dips down, you sort of like coming down to earth a little bit. And then it just throws you right back up at the end. If you didn't enjoy that, absolute heater of a song in the beginning then you're fucked for the rest of the movie because you're not going to enjoy it there's nothing to yeah. look forward to because you do, all you want to do is just hear that song again when it pops up just real quick i will just say like i'm not i video game adaptations are anywhere from complete trash to like lukewarm at best i am not into them i don't really watch a lot of them i've seen the tomb raiders i've maybe seen the resident evil i saw doom with the rock i think he was still oh, being God. called the rock back then which sucked. That one sequence with the POV was pretty cool and fan servicey, and that was cool. But beyond that, yeah, it just—it's too bad. They're just not. There hasn't really been a super solid one to sort of, I don't know, give video games a chance of being good. I think I don't know. You guys mentioned Sonic and some other newer ones. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, Sonic is good. The Detective Pikachu movie I thought was good. I think John, you enjoyed both of those as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like I, Sonic a lot, which is surprising. Detective Pikachu is cute i didn't think it was like a fantastic movie but it was still like more tolerable than any of the other mm -hmm. video game adaptations and the new tomb raider is is, is decent I, yeah i would like to see a sequel to that at some point i think they set up set up the world really well so uh, they're getting better and i'm hoping this one uh, continues that trend yeah they um, seem so to be throwing some more money at it and i think what jim carrey was in this last sonic and stuff like that so they're getting mm -hmm. some bigger names to be a part of the stuff and then now you have like mortal kombat which no no one's recognizable the director is completely fresh mm -hmm. so i'm interested to see where this one goes i feel like it's not going to have the fun campiness of this one and it's going to be kind of just like straight like okay now let's just give them all the gore that they want so yeah that'll be cool but i think the stuff that i enjoyed about the 95 stuff is going to be lost here i i, I could be wrong but we'll see where it goes i don't have a lot of really expectations going into this and um yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as I don't know, John, what do you how, do you have any expectations going into this one tonight? 
seeing the the trailers, which I don't usually watch trailers just in general because I feel like they give away a lot of the movie. But with this, I just was like excited to see what it had in store for us. And visually, it looks like it's just going to be like VFX CGI course, essentially. I'm not expecting a ton on story. I mean, it's it's Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah, the, the less acting we have, the better. I'm just really ex- I want some cool ass gore and I want some crazy special effects and I'll be happy and maybe a, a remix of the, the theme song like <laughs> yeah I was I was gonna touch on that I really hope they do something with it I, I hope they don't like do it the entire time I hope it like pops up at like a really sick moment like in the third act and it's like yeah, maybe yeah something it, if like if everyone was in the theater they'd kind of go nuts seeing it right you um, can't open the movie it's got to be like at the pinnacle Right, I right, mean, right. It could, it could open the movie. I mean, that's what that's what we love so much about. It could, yeah. Time. But I have a feeling Nobody's it's going to kind of do it. Right? I know they like put it out a few weeks ago. I, like, I heard it. Oh, I didn't even know it existed. I, I, I it, it do, it do exist. <laughs> it do exist. And it do exist. so that night after we watched it, I was up till one in the morning, just <laughs> yes. listening to it and trying to get Brian to drive around in the car to listen to it that song um, has so many applications like like uh, you're late to work or you're working out or what it's like they're, they're, they're endless they're absolutely endless yeah i i so i did hear it because i came across it looking for the original and couldn't resist um and that's all i'll say for now um but that's pretty much all that i know going into this movie i've not seen the trailer i've seen mortal kombat 95 now but that's really it i feel like there's no way it could possibly be as good for me personally as mortal kombat 95 because that was akin to a religious experience for me (laughs) (laughs) was that your favorite movie of this podcast so far bridget it's it's up there i just i I don't see I don't see them having the the balls to just step on the gas immediately and start at 100 miles per hour and then never let go. It was it, that movie was being driven by Sandra Bullock and speed. Like, we're <laughs> never did really it. Was, yeah. <laughs> we're never there's slowing a, there's down. There's a serious momentum to that movie. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. Again, that's where I kind of feel like they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose some of the charm here, but I do hope that they do a couple of things because I think what they need to do is just embrace exactly what Mortal Kombat is and go after the fans who are really going to enjoy this. No one's going. I, I, I'm sure people are going to turn this tune into it or whatever because on HBO Max or whatever. But people who are not familiar with Mortal Kombat, I just can't imagine what they're thinking. Either one, playing it, and then two, sitting through the entire thing and trying to digest it as. Uh, regular entertainment i mean would you go after the fans i really hope they do like stupid things where i know it's gonna sound silly but like i would love it like right before one of the fatalities like the character like moves back like two steps and forward two steps and like does like a punch (laughs) 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 you know what i mean something stupid and silly that like to anyone else would be like what the hell did that person just do but everyone else be like that's fucking hilarious that's great that's spot on i mean i think i think later on in the in the new in the newer ones they polish that up so it's not as uh evident that you're trying to pull off some finishing move on your uh, on your controller but i would like to see some of those moments in this movie where they kind of really just go after the the real fans 
I'm sure we'll get some of that. I mean, the Mortal Kombat 95 had a lot of it, and we talked about this last week, where they were just throwing out all the catchphrases, your flawless victories, your finish him, yeah. your get over here's. I do think, you know, to to John's point from the last episode, he, I hopefully they're correct in their usage. So if, they, if they're going to say flawless victory, what the person who's still standing better not have been touched that whole time. Yeah, once, yeah. We want to see that. We want to see correct usage of the catchphrases, yeah. not just spamming the, the catchphrases. Yeah. I would love it to see if, like, some. <laughs> I would love to see like one of the amateur fighters in this movie, if there is any, because I it, actually, you know, it, I did see the trailer, so they are sort of like following this guy that I don't think is part of the the Mortal Kombat canon, but that he starts off fighting by just doing uppercuts over and over again. <laughs> and <laughs> that's like what every same, that's what every Mortal Kombat noob does. They just it's the easiest move to do, and it just sometimes you get caught in it, and you just can't get out of it, and I just it's, yeah. it's hilarious. One last thing I would like to maybe see in this movie is some of the actual like stages or sets from some of the video games. I mean, I'm familiar yeah. with the first one, kind of the second one, and I don't think they're going to go crazy into three. We're not going to see like Cyrax or any of those robot dudes or anything like that here. Smoke or whatever that guy's name is. Just, yeah. <laughs> so it would be cool to kind of see some of those sets. Like I'm thinking of one where it's like like that, uh, I don't know, like that catwalk like up in the sky and all the spikes are on the ground. Or the wall. Yeah, like something like that. Um, yeah. That'd be kind of cool to see. Yeah, beyond that, I mean, I don't really have a lot of expectations. I plan to have a fun time watching it and having an even more funner, dis- funner discussion afterwards <laughs> with it. But um, Adam, what, do you have any, any quick expectations with tonight at all? Yeah, I think to, to John's point, I'm expecting really good CGI here. Like having seen, I think, just the Red Band trailer – and maybe the very first like regular trailer where it's essentially the same, but with like a couple less scenes and less, you know, gory elements. I that's basically all I've seen. I know they put up the song, which I haven't listened to, and I think they put up the first like six minutes or something like that. But I didn't I haven't watched any of that. So I I do think it's the special effects need to be great. I want to see a lot of cool effect, you know, things with your your scorpions and your sub zeros and basically any of these characters that have supernatural powers. Which it looks like from that one trailer, most of the people do, except for like Sonya and the new kid. I feel like we're the only ones that didn't show having some kind of supernatural power set kind of thing. Like even Liu Kang, who in the first movie didn't get powers until the very end. And even those were just basically like a little light coming out of his hands when he punched. I would like to see some of that. So I'd like to see the supernatural characters be supernatural, see some really cool elements there. The story, I just, the only thing I want out of it really is if you're going to call it a tournament and you're going to have this, you know, either have it be a tournament structure, like don't necessarily show a me a, I don't necessarily need a bracket, but like some ancient bracket on a cave or something, <laughs> but like, just, just like show that like, okay, this is your round one fight. This is your round two fight. Like treat it like it's an actual tournament for the fate of the universe if that's the route they're going with it which is you know pretty standard mortal kombat stuff rather than in mortal kombat 95 where it was just okay you're fighting now you're fighting again five minutes later now this other person's fighting but the guy who's running the tournament isn't watching it so is it really a fight like i just want a bit more structure to that element of it yeah Um, I don't necessarily care about how they get them to Outworld or how they get the crew together. It seems like some most of the people know about the Mortal Kombat tournament, and there's only one person who doesn't, from at least from the vibe that they, they give in the trailer. So I, I think that'll be good, having more people in on what Mortal Kombat is, 
rather than having to explain Mortal Kombat to five different characters, which is what happened in the uh, in the first one. I am a little sad that we'll probably lose a lot of the campiness to it, but I'm hoping there are fun callbacks both to the games, but also to some of the other movies, maybe some of the, you know, some of the things that happened in that first one, while not part of the new canon or whatever, could be referenced somehow, like, or just like an aside, like, uh huh, remember, remember from that from before, like, right. you know, if someone goes to a bone zone or they pick up a spiked <laughs> shield or something, you know, like something <laughs> right. where it gives you that vibe where if you are familiar and having just seen it, we're pretty familiar, I would think you get the, that vibe of like, oh, okay, I know what, I know what they're going for there. So fun yeah. moments like that. I'm sure there'll be some quips as long as some of them land. I'm okay with it. Like I know there's going to be trash talk during the fights and I know there's probably going to be some trash talk while the, the good guys learn to be friends or the bad guys get together, you know, how, whatever those dynamics are. I'm just hoping we get some fun quips and not just eye rollingly bad ones, which, <laughs> you know, are for the course in, in these kinds of movies. Some of them are good and sometimes they're just really bad and not good or funny. So we'll, uh, we'll see what that's like, but yeah, I'm, I'm here for the action. I want blood. I want, I want violence. I want the Genesis version, not the SNES version. No uh, sweat. <laughs> yeah. Sweat so, burden. yeah, I mean, that's kind of really all I, I'm expecting. Uh, that's really all I can really hope for. I don't necessarily think that I'm going to come out thinking this is a great movie per se. I just want this to be, at the very least, a competent movie with great special effects, great action pieces that we remember, and a setup for some kind of sequel. Yeah, that's that's almost kind of my fear with this movie is that we're going to get a ton of exposition and there's like it's going to take over a lot of it because, yeah, it might be for the fans a lot of those moments in this movie, but they are trying to gain a newer audience with this. They're going to turn into like a franchise. I guarantee they're they're, gonna, they're basically rebooting this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope and this in the 95 one, they did a great job of not doing a lot of that and just sort of you kind of putting the pieces together, which was a nice um, I didn't feel like I was hammered over the head all the time with what was going on or where they're going or whatever. But other than that, I I hope they kind of stick to, to, you know, the origins of Mortal Kombat and like, you know, they keep with the moves. You know, every I did like almost like a little bit of a checklist with the guys in the Mortal Kombat 95 is like, you know, Raiden did his, you know, the lightning and Sub-Zero, the freezing, Scorpion with the hand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Johnny Cage with the kick, Liu Kang with the fire. So it's cool if they cool if they stick with that and not take too much creative liberties. But we uh, we will see. From the looks of it, it looks like there is a lot more characters from the games in this. Obviously, now having 11 games to pick from, there's a lot more characters to choose from. Is there any, John and Johnny, that you guys are looking forward to seeing? Either reinterpretations of characters from the 95 movie or its subsequent sequels, but or just ones from the game that never got their due in live action? Yeah, go ahead, John. I got to think about this one. (laughs) I do think that like Cyrax and Sector and Smoke should be in this because they're just the robot versions essentially of Sub-Zero, right. Scorpion, and uh, Reptile. So I think it'd be neat to have those in there. But I think more than anything, I, I want to see like actual Jacks, not like not cyber, non-cyber armed Jacks. Because I think the way that Jax looks will probably set the tone for the way the rest of the movie will look, if that makes sense. Because, like, he's the most human and not human at the same time. Yeah. Because he's got, uh, he's got, like, robot arms, Bridget. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So it'll be, like, 
you know, how, how, how well are they going to meld the real life stuff with the CGI stuff and seeing Jax, if he's going to be in it, will set the tone for like the way the rest of the stuff will be visible. Yeah. I mean, to, to that point, him, Jax in Mortal Kombat Annihilation was just a guy wearing metal looking rubber arms, yeah. uh, like on top of his regular arms. And at one point was just like, fuck these arms and ripped off the rubber metal arms that were over and he just had regular arms underneath which like doesn't make any sense because they're supposed to be metal because he doesn't have arms as opposed to he has arms but then just put a rubber sleeve over them to make them look like metal and then rip them off three quarters of the way through the movie so to to that point (laughs) i do hope that if, if he's going to have metal arms that they be big metal arms and not just rubber sleeves yeah i uh as far as people that i think that maybe could be in this or people that should explore um i don't know john who was the guy who had like a like a razor blade hat that he threw was like cabal or something i can't remember his name but i think he was in two or three. Oh, that guy's uh, kind of interesting they even mentioned him in the 95 movie because oh was, they did uh cal lang or cal lang kung lao yeah. kung lao kung, kung lao. lao okay yeah. oh that's right that's right yeah that'd be cool like, to see him and then who's the like shredder looking guy in in three? Who's like the big the big boss? Is that still the same guy, um, Shang Tsung, or is that someone else? No, that's the guy from the end of the first movie. Okay, um, it is. Okay, it is. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Cool to get more of that guy. And then I don't know. Uh, that's about it. Maybe the Minotaur guy too. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Will they do animalities or babalities or any of those other? Weird oh, there's got to be. A, I hope there's an animality. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you guys think stuff for the sequels. So. Yeah, Bridget, that's where the finishing move one they just turn into like their favorite animal and kill whoever there. Baby. Yeah. Or oh. only turn into a baby and then like I don't, I don't see that happening. If they did that, that'd be pretty funny. But it's um, also friendlies instead of finishems, where like they walk away like it's like yeah friendlies or friendship or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Friendships. Yeah. Silly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For Bridget's uh, sake, I hope we get some animalities and friendlies. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, because Bridget I'm, loves teeth. She likes sharp teeth. I, would, I will be pissed if we don't get one now, now that I know it exists. But but again, got to save some stuff for the sequels. So. It's true. It's true. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts then before we break to, uh, to watch this? Uh, I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready to test my might. <laughs> test your might. Test your might. Uh, one thing, one small thing. If they're gonna, if they're gonna talk about a, a tournament. I do hope that they show the like the tower as it goes up. Like in all <laughs> of the games, they show like the the characters who they're versing in the tower. And at one point, I want somebody to face themselves. So like Ooh. in the games, it's like the third to last is always you facing your shadow, like you're the yeah, other maybe. version of you. That would be cool. I would like to see that actually. Now that you mention it, that does sound like a cool. Like it would be a fun effect. Because it would be like the person with the the you know smoke filter on or whatever, right. know, so they look a little different. But and we haven't done that, I don't think, in any of the other movies yet. So that would be a a cool trick for this one to do. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right, gang. What do we have to say for ourselves? Fine. 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 I'll, watch I'll watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs>
we are back. We have just finished watching 2021's available on your home screen, theater screens, wherever you want to watch it. Mortal Kombat. I want to get to how everybody's feeling, so we're going to go around the room since we are all on the hot seat this week. But, John, you are the guest, so I would like to start with you. What did you think of Mortal Kombat? I'm going to make a very bold statement. I think that this is probably the most apt video game adaptation. Okay. Like, it's not a great movie, but also it is the most Mortal Kombat movie of movies. Like, I mean, they they put so much Mortal Kombat in this that I'm okay with it being, like, meh plot-wise or, mm-hmm. you know, narratively. Um, and even some of the visual effects were wonky, but, like, it is the most Mortal Kombat movie. Like, I'm, I'm, it's, I liked it a lot. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Bridget, what about you? Um, I'll, I'll be frank. I was primed to not like this movie, starting with accidentally stumbling upon the new version of the theme. And, you know, when it started, not at 100 miles per hour, <laughs> again, wasn't a fan, but... I did, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And, you know, it's a, it's a fun popcorn movie. There were things I really liked about it and I could see future films being successful. Like I would go see whatever sequel they're planning. Okay, nice. I'm glad that you were able to, uh, to come up a little bit from where you were uh, beforehand. Uh, Johnny, what did you think of this adaptation? When the lack there of score or music started in the beginning, I said to myself, I, I don't like this movie already. <laughs> um, and it grew fairly exhausting over the, the running time. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm probably going to be the person in the room that didn't like or liked it the least. But to a lot of what we were just sort of just saying that there are fun elements. It is a very video game movie, which I liked. But yeah, it really it 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 started like flatlining. It started flatlined for me right from the start. But I think right around when like Kano started, because he's like basically the only person with a personality in this movie, mm-hmm. um, that it really became more tolerable. And then obviously the third act with just you know the fatalities and everything were really enjoyable. Nice. So it got a little better then as you as you as you move through it. Yeah, I kind of accepted that it's not going to be what I wanted it to be. Um, you know, just the the campiness, and there is some of that here, but it's not. It it takes itself like really seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God you do have sort of like the comedic elements of Kano sort of calling out all of the the silliness of of everything that's going on. So I'm glad they had they wrote a character in to sort of bounce that sort of stuff that's going off around the movie but yeah i think he was um, probably my favorite character yeah i mean by by really? far yeah, oh, I mean, he... well his... okay so not not by far <laughs> I, I he's personality definitely but as far as like cool factor there's definitely other ones uh in this movie right. that i enjoyed more than kano yeah i mean i will i think you can certainly say the most developed character, the most personality. I just found him tiresome because I could feel it felt so cynical in some ways. This movie wanted to have it both ways. I think 
it wanted to be able to still have these really fantastical elements, um, but still be like, oh, well, they spelled combat differently. <laughs> I, like, at a certain point, I'm like, just embrace it or don't. Because for me, that's what I I really loved about the, the 95 version of it just wholeheartedly, besides Sonia saying, why won't my cell phone work? Everybody just embraces and accepts what is going on around them. And they seem to do that. The characters seem to do that halfway. And at a certain point, I just wanted Kano to shut up. Yeah, I I, I agree. Even though he had like the best lines and some other stuff in this movie that, yeah, he grew. He was part of the exhausting factor of this movie. He was just, you know, in every word, every sentence had to have, you know, motherfucker or fuck or something in it. You know, he had to be the the brash one. And I'm glad sort of uh, Cabal like was almost as brash as him. I thought that maybe he'd be the only one, the loud mouth in the room, but I'm glad that they one shared history together, but two that he sort of matched him a little bit with some of the dialogue. Yeah. I just wish some of that, like it felt like, you know, they made five sandwiches, but they put all the toppings and condiments into one and the rest Disgusting. were like a, just a bologna. <laughs> on Wonder Bread, kind of, in terms of characterization. So, and it's not, you know, you only have X amount, but right. it appears that the people who wrote this movie thought they only had a certain amount to give. Yeah. And Adam, what about your immediate reaction to Mortal Kombat? I liked it. I um, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought the fight scenes were amazing, which is what I was here for. Like, I thought there was a lot, there was a lot of really good fights. I liked that they didn't force the tournament element and were just like, no, we're, we're saying fuck the tournament. We're just going after everybody. We're breaking all the rules. So these are just fights, which was nice. So we didn't have to like worry about a tournament or tower structure. So it was nice that they kind of threw that out immediately. Um, that made me enjoy the fights a lot more. I thought the CG was great. The fatalities were fantastic. The, there were so many points where there was so much more gore than I was anticipating. In that, like, in certain moments where I'm like, oh, fuck, they, like, really went there for this. I thought we were going to, I thought this was going to be a regular kill, but no, 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 no. They're really dead now. Yeah, I think it was right around the time that uh, Cabal had that, or not Cabal, uh, uh, Kung Lao had that fatality with the hat. With which, the circular saw? Yeah, which I think yeah. is the coolest fatality in the movie, at least at least for me. Um, and you got your, fall, your flawless victory because I don't think she touched him at all in that no. quick little fight. Yeah. So. So and yeah, that's, so that that's good. right out of the game too. Like mm-hmm. there's right, so yeah. many of those that are right out of the game. That's why I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like there are lots of little, not Easter eggs because they're obvious for people who play the game, but like lots of added elements from the game into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was good. I am very much looking forward to future iterations. I'll see all the sequels, assuming they continue this kind of quality. It's not necessarily the best movie per se. Like, obviously, the if you try to think about it too hard, it will fall apart. And there's a lot of people just going, yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> just just to move it along. But that's totally fine. I mean, whatever gets me from fight to fight. And there were plenty of fights in this. It wasn't like it was just two or three like big set piece ones. Like, there was a lot of hard-hitting, really good fighting in this. So, I yeah, I had a blast with it. I liked that, like, when characters were introduced, they were instantly recognizable, and also their entire moveset was, like, shown to you within the first couple seconds. Mm-hmm. So that, like, there's no, like, well, now he can shoot flames, or, like, you know, like, 
uh, uh, Reptile was only in it shortly, but like his three moveset was shown from the second he was there. Like he had the melting acid and like the invisibleness. Um, so I thought that was pretty great to show off. Like they wanted to get as many characters in as they could, but they didn't want to explain backstories to why these people can do these things. So it's just like, all right, this is what they can do. Now they're either dead or not. Again, <laughs> like, yeah. I enjoyed that. And the explanation you get too is that like, yeah, you can unlock powers as long as you got the mark, you can do cool stuff. So uh, let's get to it. Let's try to find your cool stuff. Right. Yeah, it's called an icona, guys. Arcana. Superpowers. Um, all right, so you want to kick things off at the beginning? I think we've all touched on it, uh, but this does not get out of the gates bumping and you know ripping like the the ninety five one. Uh, what did you guys think of the whole? Uh, opening sequence set in the past. What did you guys think about this kind of uh, group assassination? Uh, I liked it, but also like the surprise was taken out because like I know what Scorpion's real name was, so I was just like, "Oh, cool!" Like that's uh, and obviously, I mean, he was throwing the yeah the the rope thing, mm-hmm. um, but I thought that uh, Sub-Zero's introduction was cool. Like, actually seeing his hand bleed as he was forming the ice was kind of awesome. Instead of just being like, oh, I can control ice, like Magneto controls metal or whatever. Like, it kind of gave a little bit more humanness to it, if that makes sense. But also, like, the, the baby being hidden was not a thing I knew. So that was nice to, like, hide that away. But of course, we all figured it was going to tie together to, you know, coal or whatever. But... I did think it was nice that they came out swinging with, like, some historical stuff. And the, like, fight scene at the very beginning was actually pretty cool. Granted, I was like, all right, if they have the mark on them, have they been in the tournament before? And why are they just doing this outside, like, his house? Oh, that's true. But, I mean, I, I try not to think too hard. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. My... My first note from the start, and when it did not start with the original theme, was already no. I was <laughs> completely. I was prepared to be completely closed off. Um, I'm like, because I not every movie needs to start like Batman Begins, you know, like that. Like, I don't know. I was just like. I feel like we've seen this when I want, where's my kookiness? Where's my just totally out of left field feeling. But then my next note came right when you see the blood spray across the the screen of the door. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on. We're getting this now. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, you know, I like that he's not able to save the wife and son. That's just done with you. Um, and that that fight was fun and really interesting because I imagine those two actors are, I, I don't know them necessarily. Scorpion looked familiar to me, but like have actual like martial arts background. So that just it looked so much better. The fights in this movie were an improvement, even if you're not considering, you know, special effects wise, just because I think the people in the roles were more skilled and you see it in that first fight for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Now, Johnny, you said this was a slow starter for you. Did you not like this opening sequence or you were just kind of more disappointed that it was a, a slow, a slow burn to begin? I mean, I, I that was like my immediate reaction. When I didn't hear the music. The the scene itself, the sequence in the beginning is is cool and interesting because I didn't really know the history. And I started slowly picking up on the fact that they're wearing like Sub-Zero had like this vest that was sort of dark blue and he was sort of wearing like a like a yellowish vest. I'm like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. so these two. And then like when the sword sort of coming out, I wasn't terribly entertained by it. It was it looked cool, but it made me just kind of want to turn off the movie and play Ghost of Tsushima. Um, <laughs> I know I had the same thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, or at least maybe miss the gamer to go back to it. Yeah, it it looked good. I kind of like already was like uh, CGI blood just still doesn't look like that good, like opposed to, you know, yeah. blood packets or anything like that. So I was disappointed with that. But again, that's just a pill you swallow pretty quickly. It was cool. It was just, again, it, it followed very familiar beats, like right from the beginning when he's like, I'm going to get a pail of water. And it's like she just left it alone. I'm like, she's dead. She's yeah. going to be dead in the two minutes. And she was. I thought the whole family was going to die, too. Actually, no, I know when the kid, because I know that it's like I thought either that baby was going to be like our main guy, Cole. But then I was thinking, wait a minute, we're like in we're like in, you know, the 11th century right now or something. And, you know, we, we have what I, what I imagine was like when Japan and China were like at each other's necks for just hundreds of years. So that paying attention to that historical context was was kind of cool. But yeah, it was it was it it did what it needed to do, but it wasn't I wasn't really sold on the movie in the first five or six minutes. What do you guys think? So we get that opening, we get the the text that basically gives you your backstory of they got to win the tenth tournament in a row. Very you know very familiar opening title card. And then, uh, John, to your point, they did give away, like, they played it like it was supposed to be a surprise, but gave it away pretty much immediately, where it's like, the the prophecy tells of the blood of Scorpion will rise, and then immediately it's Cole's face. Yeah. To where it's like, okay, yeah, so that's, that's Scorpion's blood, got it. But then later they're like, you're Scorpion's great-great-grandson, and then everyone's supposed to be like, what? I don't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they if they played it to be like for the audience to be surprised by that, but they definitely fed us all of that really early on. So it was like, yeah, I, this is old news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it. I read I read the title card. So then we get our first introduction to Cole, the MMA fighter. What did you guys think of Cole overall? And do you care about his MMA backstory or his hard knock life? No. <laughs> Guy was so vanilla. No, Cole sucks um, as a character. Immediately, no. <laughs> yeah. I will say the only funny part, and I know we mentioned this beforehand, but when someone says, give him the uppercut, I'm like, yes, at least they like did <laughs> I, that part yeah, of it. Yeah, his yeah. daughter, who oddly looks like he, she could be his sister. Yes! I was like, that dude is yeah, not I hate, older. I hate when they like do that 24. in movies where it's like they try to sell you on these guys, their parents or whatever, and it's like the kid, like, what did is your did the mom have you when she was like 13 or something? It just... Right. So that's something that I just I, I'm thinking about now. I didn't think too much when I when I was watching it, but yeah, that's a good point. It's pretty uh, it's pretty silly. I mean, just go for a younger child. If anything, it would bring more peril to the whole thing, especially when Goro shows up and starts fucking up shit at their cabin. Yeah. Or just have it be his sister. Like you could just change dialogue without recasting it. Yeah, it ju- it was very Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, like Steve Buscemi and Thirty Rock. Yeah. How are we, fellow kids? Um. <laughs> One good thing about Cole, though, I was thinking while I was watching it, I was like, if they're trying to pick the best fighter of the generation, that like MMA fighters are our pun not intended ultimate fighters. Like UFC <laughs> is the ultimate fighter. Like 
mixed martial arts is the combination of all martial arts. So it does make sense that like he is sought after and he has the mark on him, not because of his bloodline, but because like that's if granted he's probably not the best MMA fighter since he loses his first match, but the the martial art itself is probably the best martial art. Yeah, I would assume that's why Jax is probably hanging around there. I mean, granted, he, he probably saw the marking on him in previous fights when he was a, a big shot or whatever, but it would make sense to, to kind of hang around those MMA gyms looking for potential Earth champions. Well, uh, Jax and Sonya were already scoping him out with their weird giant room full of his pictures and, and news clippings. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why they chose to write a new character. Like, as cool as it was seeing Liu Kang, like, all super powered up when, when he first makes his introduction, I was, I wouldn't have minded having him be the, you know, the main protagonist again, or even just Sonya. Like, have it be anybody. I don't know why they had to write in this, like, new character and give him, and like, flesh him out. You could just pick any one of the other random characters and people would be fine with it. Like, I didn't necessarily need a new person with a new backstory. You could have just thrust me into Mortal Kombat and it would have been fine. <laughs> Well, I think he's supposed to be the, like, not game person. Like, you know, you bring your significant other who hasn't played the games, and they're like, oh, and they're fully invested into it because they're supposed to be the stand-in for the people who don't know what the game is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Granted, he sucked as a character (laughs) regardless. So, yeah, it's it's an unsuccessful gambit at being like, oh, this is our Luke Skywalker character. This is Mm -hmm. our person who can be a stand-in for the audience going into this kind of new universe uh, because uh, you don't care about his backstory. In fact, I have a note that says this is when the daughter-sister-wife is tying the bracelet on his arm. (laughs) I wrote down, I don't care. No one needs this. No one's (laughs) clamoring for this. Um, and, And then it does end up being a bit of a a Chekhov's gun and that it turns into his armor or whatever, but uh, I just, yeah. it could just also be magic, you know, I, like I, at a certain point, I understand that I'm watching a movie where people literally punch through people's chests and rip their heart out. I I am willing to suspend disbelief and just have things be magical and fantastical. But it's gotta have heart. No, no, it doesn't. It has to have ripped out. I mean, that's what, so that's what Hollywood like, wants you to think. Oh, yeah. Get over here. Yeah, yeah I so really then, hope. That, I really hope the uh, the gym owner was gonna come out and give him like that that signed Johnny Cage poster <laughs> from the first one. Like, you got to go find this guy. You're his biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, the sequence that follows follows this, and I'm not sure if it's immediate, but when Sub-Zero shows up at the burger joint, I thought that was a cool sequence, like the way it was filmed and the special effects looked pretty cool, and it was yeah, I like that uh, moderately uh, intense. So I enjoyed that, him kind of showing up, but I don't know, what do you guys think of think, think of that scene? How, how does the whole world not know about this afterwards? Like, a man comes out of nowhere, makes it snow in California, seemingly, or whatever they are, in, in the July. middle of July... Yeah. And then, like, destroys an entire street with ice. And then, well, everyone like, was running away, so no one was filming on their cell phones. That's sure. probably why. Well, one guy just got murdered in the very beginning, though. Mm-hmm. 
impaled but by giant man, hailstones. Man dies of water, like because I guess it would <laughs> melt when Sub Zero leaves. Like this is a perfect weapon. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hardly destroyed. Man dies of water. Yeah, yeah, those Mysterious are hardly things. questions you need to preoccupy your mind with with this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I just, it, I mean, yeah. obviously, there's minimal thought put into it, but. I did think it was a good like display of his new Sub-Zero powers 400 years later, you know, because when we first see him, he's just got the, my hand can be a little icy, but I could also turn your whole family into an ice statue. But then it was cool to see him like coming out and having like, you know, throwing big hailstones and impaling people with things and like making the whole street icy. Like I liked the, the ramp up in power set for him all those years later. Like that was a nice transition to show that like this guy's still a badass that he was before, but now he's super powered to the max. So like watch out. Cause he's just going to fuck shit up. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the budget went towards like ice effects. Like they probably just hired somebody based on how well they could do ice CGI. And then the other stuff was kind of meh, but and they like, did on the new line cinema logo at the beginning. They got their money's worth. The ice <laughs> stuff was dope. Like, <laughs> Sub-Zero opens the door when he goes to get sister-daughter wife and uh, like the mist like coming off of the door as it opened like that's not that's not easy to do I thought that was super cool so all of the ice stuff was awesome for me Uh, granted there was some shoddy other things Jax's arms were kind of wonky his original arms were wonky and like the, the blood in the very first scene I was just like why do you need to make CGI blood like Use ketchup. <laughs> Red liquids exist. He does yeah. freeze a bottle of ketchup at the burger joint. I saw that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the, this is terrible, but I was hungry at the start of this movie. And so <laughs> my main thing was like, that ice cream looks so good. And But why is she not dipping a fry in it? What a waste. <laughs> also, why is she outside by herself? Yeah. Well, because well, she's because she's, she's thirty. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was gonna. I thought she was gonna get smoked right there. I don't yeah. know the way they were sort of like like they had the shot frame and everything. It's like either that or a car just gonna come through and kill her that way. But that yeah. would just be silly as the rest of the movie. Here's your ice cream, honey. Now go sit outside alone. We're gonna stay inside. <laughs> well, she was outside to start. They she already had her fries and and ice cream. The parents just went inside to order again. <laughs> Um, what did you guys think of the jacks fight with sub-zero where he gets his arms exploded gross (laughs) i i did find that one disturbing i don't i don't like limb stuff i don't know it's uh, it it was worse i think because you have the his arms getting frozen and then shattering or getting ripped off which was very visceral um but then i what was worse was he gets kicked down in the hole and he the the sound they had a good foley guy for that scene when he hits the like ledge and then tumbles down yes that was more brutal than anything that preceded it it was just like ouch like that yeah Uh, and (laughs) And there's like there's like the rebar hanging out of it and everything i'm like oh yeah uh and i I thought maybe he wouldn't come back, but of course he does. But that to me was more brutal than any of the rest of the fatalities that we get, which are still gory, but very cartoonish at the same time. Mm -hmm. That felt the most 
grounded in reality. Yeah, I was taking a lot of notes as far as like the fights. I was like, okay, you know, Jax versus Sub Zero and, you know, Sonya versus Kano. And then after a while, I just stopped doing that because I just, those fights were, even though they were cool, they were really short. And then everything at the end was just way more extended and cooler than everything that came before it. So it's like now I, I have a hard time recollecting, even like I said, the, the, the first Sonya versus Kano fight. I have no idea what happened. I know there's like two or three more after that. Um, <laughs> But I I tried to be pretty uh, studious as far as taking notes on the fights, but after a while, it just became just mush. <laughs> well, yeah, and towards the end too. I mean, they definitely ramp up in terms of the the chaos because it is just one on one typically at the beginning. But then by the time we get to the end of it, everybody's fighting everybody. They're intercutting between all these different like good guy versus bad guy tag team matches, and so it all just kind of uh, blends together. Yeah, so, yeah I feel you there training sequence fights in the middle when they're trying to figure out what their arcanas are. Yeah, it does. Uh It takes us a little too long to get to the temple. Mm -hmm. I think there's, I, at a certain point, I did wish we had a tournament. Brian, in fact, said, when are they going to do Mortal Kombat? (laughs) Um, And that was probably maybe an hour hour five in maybe because yeah. um, this the, is a setup movie like i yeah. know but and yeah, i knew it was gonna be but i just more punching less talking and yeah well, one of the weaker points of this movie is the editing it just or the flow of it all it, it just by the end it it, it flows nicely because it just fight 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 going going all over the place but yeah that first like hour and change is is rough it's just because the fights are far and few between and you're hearing a lot of stuff that maybe you either figured out already or you heard before or you assume is going to happen. So it just it's laborious and it gets that's that's where I really started becoming just like tired. Mm-hmm. I wish we had condensed, even though you get the reptile fight in Sonya's trailer, the here's my Kaiser Sose wall. Here's my. <laughs> Here's a reptile. I got to spit on the gnome. And now we're at a plane and there's another Australian lady. And now we're in the desert. And it just like, let's just get to the temple, especially yeah, if felt- we're not going to go by great boat. Yeah, if I we don't like we have a the funky boat, yeah. I don't need to see what we're traveling in. <laughs> also, why did they, they drop down 30 to 35 kilometers away from where they're supposed to be? Like it's a plane. Fly over it. Drop into it. That's all you had to do. <laughs> Why do you have to walk through the desert for... <laughs> well, they were also going days. in the wrong direction. Because Luke Kang comes up and he's like, guys, we're going That's the right. other way. We're going mm-hmm. We're going the other way. Yeah. So maybe they did. Fly over it. Maybe they did. Maybe they dropped it. And they overshot it, their, it? Yeah, it was at their back. And they're like, gotcha. all right, we're going that way. Gotcha. And then all they had to do was turn around. Logic. I guess. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but to my eyes, when that plane took off, I'm like, That's... Uh, RC plane like it wasn't even CGI it was like a model plane that they sh- shot in a house like that <laughs> looks like a model plane right there like <laughs> I, I kind of laughed I'm like I suppose I had to save some money for Sub-Zero's ice fun but uh yeah I know I it looked very like modelish to me also when they like had one <laughs> when they were getting you know about to jump or whatever and Kano pushes uh Cole out like you can tell like Cole's ready to brace himself for the mat that's on the floor and it's just like the cheesy green screen green screen screen yeah but before that when they were in 
the the trailer they were like panning through the wall one thing i picked up on was it said uh batoka warrior and it had like a native american and that's a picture of uh nightwolf who's another character from mortal Kombat. so yeah i feel like there was a couple moments throughout this where they showed like historical documents or the stuff on the wall that's very clearly other other mortal Kombat characters from the lore that existed pre this movie so maybe there'll be people that we see in future movies, you know, yeah. descendants and clearly Sub-Zero survived 400 plus years or, you know, so um, those are probably good teases for uh, for future installments, which was a nice touch. Yeah, I think Katana was also on the wall when they got into the the temple the first time. Yeah, I thought all those, all those murals were pretty cool. Whoever did those up looked pretty badass. Yeah. Oh, like the, the stained glass windows at the uh, mm-hmm. in the temple. Yeah, yeah. those are neat. I like the one of the Sub- Scorpion and Sub-Zero murder. I thought that one was a pretty good representation of what had taken place. Yeah. Sub-Zero coming back and just bragging about it for centuries. <laughs> it would have been funny if when he walked in, he pointed to it and be like, that's me. Guys, that's, that's me. me. That's, the, that's the one I did when I murdered that guy. <laughs> 300 years ago when I looked at Morphin. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite introduction for a character showing up was was Kung Lao. I was like, yes, he is in this movie. Yeah, I, like, I think we were talking about before. I'm like, I hope the guy with the uh, and I loved all the, uh, the the shit that Kano said, like the frisbee hat and the sombrero, and I think he called it a hubcap at some point. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed the. I'm gonna shove that sombrero so far up your ass. You start speaking Spanish. <laughs> that was a uh, that was a good line. How but yeah, he we... does come out swinging with the hat. Like, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, like everyone shows their moveset within, you know, the first 20 seconds, except for Kino when he has to learn his laser eye thing. But like everyone knows their moveset from the very beginning. I even wrote down like, thank God Luke King has fire hands because like he didn't <laughs> in, in, I don't remember if he does in Annihilation, but I, he obviously didn't in 95. So, yeah, I love that Cole had a, uh, a charged up cell phone in Raiden's temple. Cause I was like, does Raiden have USB ports in that place? And I'm like, Oh no, it's just, it's just Raiden charging the thing forms infinite power. Yeah. You just like, hey, I need to look at my security wall. Can you, uh, can you charge this? He just holds it in his hand for a couple seconds. He's like, here you go. Just touch it to the security fence. That's all you got to yeah. do. Just get it kind of close. It's wireless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You have an Android. <sighs> I only yeah. have lightning cables. Sorry. Hey! <laughs> Hello! Oh, wow. Just end it now. Just end it. Yes. I'll, I'll leave. Um, the temple itself is fine as a set piece. Like the murals, which we already touched on, were were cool. But overall, I was disappointed in the settings i know that we get a couple places that are fighting stages in the games but not enough bones i wanted more bones <laughs> i wanted more fantasy i wanted it to be more outrageous and in general you something that the uh 95 version has in its favor is the the tournament setting forces all of these characters together. So they're not just interacting when there's a fight or some sort of confrontation. You know, they're technically, you also have these weird moments of like, oh God, we're all at the same resort together kind of thing. And the Mortal Kombat Olympic Village. Yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall <laughs> style. And so you get, you, the baddies are all inherently more interesting. They're more fun to look at. 
and having them be much more separated to serve the narrative purpose takes some of the fun out of this movie, I think. I would hope, I want them to return to Sandals in the next movie. I think that would <laughs> punch it up a little bit for me. Yeah, I uh, I really was hoping, because one thing that I was hoping not that it would save the movie per se, but that it would have really cool exotic locales and stuff. And a lot of the stuff, like even the Outworld, just felt just barren and there was nothing interesting there. And then even Raiden's Temple, there's just, yeah, there's just not enough eye candy when people are talking to kind of look in the background to kind of like, okay, now it's got I now I'm forced to like pay attention to the foreground <laughs> and what's going on in front. Cause I'm kind of hoping something in the background is a little more interesting than what I'm hearing. But yeah, I'm listen, the murals were really cool. Some of the stages are that we are at later on are pretty cool. They're so in- inconsequential and there's no really explanation to where they are or what's going on, but they are cool little stages. But yeah, I was kind of hoping for something a little more exotic. They did have the wall, which is what you were asking for. That's when Jackson, uh, Rico were fighting. Granted, he didn't yes, like yes. uppercut him off the walls, but you could still see the spikes below it. Like it was very clearly the wall, but they had to get Jax's fatality in, so he did the head squash thing instead. Yeah, oh. that was pretty brutal. That was oh, pretty wait, badass. wait. Oh, before I forget, did any of you watch this with captions on? I was about to. <laughs> no, uh, HBO Go's app sucks. You have to like back out of the movie for. Yeah, maybe that's why I didn't. From your phone, I was yes. gonna do it because I was like, "What the fuck are they saying? Ikana, Okana, what?" And I was like, "Oh, Arcana, I get it." Mm-hmm. So I just have it turned on all the time because I'm an old woman. <laughs> but something weird happened. I don't know if this is intentional or what. So the first time they say fatality, it must be. I think it's when I don't know, but I think it's. Someone says, fatality for Kung Lao. The caption says... Yeah, Kung Lao. Yeah, well, no, it says, in a foreign language, colon, fatality. As though the word is not a word in English. I don't know. And, like, it was some made-up word for the Mortal Kombat universe. I don't... Weird. Just keep your eye out. Neat Easter egg or mistake. Who knows? (laughs) But it... It struck me as very, very odd. We did, we'd get, we did get a bunch of. Speaking of fatality, we did get a bunch of uh, video game lines. So we had uh, uh, Shang Sun saying, uh, "Their souls are mine," and then he said, "I will, I will, uh, I will come. I've come for your souls." Uh, we did get flawless victory when Kung Lao cut Shira or what? I can't remember her name. The the bird chick in half. Yeah, that was then, particularly brutal. Yeah, she's not canon or anything, because I didn't recognize her at all, and I didn't think there were any flying sort of characters. Natara? Yeah, it must be a later game. I don't remember her either. Everyone else I knew who they were. I mean, yeah, I think at one point someone said fight or whatever right before like they were about to go at each other. So that Oh, was... no, he said finish them when they like when Shang Tsung first came in, and like he was ready to kill everyone there. He was just like, finish them. So, close enough. Not finish him or... We also got right at the start of the uh, the training montage for their arcanas in the temple. Uh, Kong Lao said, "Test your might." Oh yeah, that's right. That's I, did, I wrote that down too. Yeah, particularly excited about that one. Yeah, test your might. My might was tested. Yeah. <laughs> we go through the sequence of them trying to get their arcanas. Kano's the only one that is successful, but then he 
is a turncoat. Cole is sent home. He's sent to ISS back with his his <laughs> wife and and elderly daughter. Um, <laughs> and then we get the battles awakens the arcanas for the folks that haven't, I guess, woken up yet. How do we feel about Goro 2021 versus 1995? 95 looks way better. Way I, better, in my opinion. I think his top half looks really, really good. The facial animations were fantastic and believable, but like it still has the like uncanny valley thing where it's like, yes, this looks really cool, but this is clearly not something that's real. Where if they had stop, no, not stop motion, but if they had practical effects, it would still look fake, but at least it's in the existence. In the, yeah, it's it's tangible. I so think this think... fits the aesthetic of the movie more, though. Like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know that you could pull off a suitmation kind of thing or a practical effect with the gloss that this movie has on it, like with the sheen of the color palette and everything like that. I don't, I like, I don't think it would work. I feel like it would stand out like a sore thumb. Right. Uh, that was going to be my next thing yeah. was like, it fits the, the look of the movie. Yeah. Whereas Goro 95 fit the look of the movie in 95. If he had a BCG there, he would just look like reptile where he's just like 18 polygons. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it though. I, I, I didn't liked hate it. The, and I liked how he was a little bit more, dressed up so to speak where he it wasn't just a necklace and a shirtless man in a kilt or whatever like mm-hmm. he had more accessories going on so it made him look because he's prince goro so this made him look more regal True. and official for that battle which i liked um, but i there's just something really nice about the 95 version that that you lose and that was what we kind of thought going in is we were going to lose some of that some yeah. of that luster it's a movie from a bygone era and, yeah, but I, I liked the look of it here. I liked that fight a lot. Not a big fan of the Arcana being metal shirt though, where <laughs> it was like uh, rubber. Like it looked, it looked awful. I even wrote like cold shirt looks terrible. Like <laughs> I, I did like the the dragon logo, like over where his his birthmark or whatever it was, which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. Um, oh, I notice but See, like, that's the thing the rest of the shirt's way too busy where i i feel like there was one close-up where i was like oh does he have a dragon logo but the rest of the time you cannot tell because there's just too many lines going on there's just like it was too it was too busy a design and also didn't look good <laughs> yeah. yeah well it was well, like if you went and got aquaman's shirt armor from tj maxx <laughs> later like it's the mm, this does not curl all the way over exactly they should have um, just cgi'd it like i i saw this in comparison to the justice league steppenwolf in the whedon one versus the new one where the whedon one looks boring because the the pattern's too normal if that makes sense mm-hmm. whereas like the cgi one is always moving and like it makes it look unique and recognizable because the pattern's always moving rather than it just being like a shirt so if they had like maybe made it glisten or something with cgi or even had it kind of like squirming around him like it's supposed to look like threads then i think that would have benefited it but instead it was just he's got a rubber shirt like 
some fringe, maybe yeah. a V-neck, anything. <laughs> just just something a little bit more dynamic. He did just summon around him. He could turn it into a bikini for all he wanted. Yeah, crop tops are in, baby. Yeah. I feel like when he was getting punched and it like lit up, I feel like if it had been pulsing and kind of like going through like a vein structure almost, yeah. mm-hmm. that would have made it stand out a lot more. Because, I mean, he's getting worked over pretty good, but it just glows in like his chest for some reason. Like even the power set of the shirt wasn't really explained in any kind of way where like it made sense. Was he absorbing the energy and then returning it? Like, was he just Mm -hmm. absorbing the energy and therefore not being hurt? Did the energy turn into the knife tonfas? Like what's, yeah. What's happening? Is it like the Ruby slippers? You had it in you the whole time. Yeah. It just love. That's why. Yeah. It came from the bracelet. Yeah. It, in some ways, I'm realizing this now. They get their powers too late in the movie. Like, by the time they awaken... Again, because I'm not emotionally invested in the arc of any of these characters. Mm. I I don't... I'm not like, oh my god, Sonya, she's got the mark now. And I don't care. What I want to do is I want to see her shoot lasers out of her arm or energy cannons or whatever. I... I don't need to see her feel worthy, which sounds bad, but that's No, it not... sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like that point where she's getting talked down to her, it's like you can't enter the fight pit because you're a nobody and you're a liability and you're bad and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, we, she's going to fight in the end anyway, so just can we yeah. skip this whole part? You're not, yeah, you're not denying Sonya Blade. You're denying me, Bridget, yeah. <laughs> the audience. <laughs> From seeing her whoop some ass right now. That's, was that in the subtitles that, too? It said specifically <laughs> you, Bridget. Specifically, yeah. yeah. Uh, it basically was. It must have been in cuneiform on the on the temple walls. Jax was the same way too. Like where they have his yeah. little his little pity party of like, I'm gonna quit. I have these scrawny metal robot hands, and she's like, No, remember when you told me not to quit? He's like, You're right. I told you not to quit once. I'm not quitting either. And turns out I had the ability to make new metal arms the whole time. That was the shittiest speech ever. Where he's like, I'm going to quote you. Like, you know, yeah. Buck up, motherfucker, or something. It was just like, cool. Nice pep talk. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought the Arcana stuff was, like, weird throughout the whole, like, I didn't like the training montage. I thought the movie really slowed down there. Definitely. But at least it made sense when, like, one person has invisibility powers or can transport whatever Kung Lao has. You know, Luke Hang's got fire. Kano's got the the eye laser. It felt weird that the other two, and like Sonya's even got energy cannons. It feels weird that two of the people had physical things happen when like no one else had physical thing. Like it's weird that he got more metal arms and a metal shirt. Like that doesn't flow with the rest of the powers that everybody else got. I mean, that's really just what the video game though. Some people just had the magic. Some of them just had more of the the tactical stuff going on practical things but well and like uh, Jax like loses his loses his arms in two different ways in the game so like even the games aren't consistent with how he's lost his arms like but how does he get them back normally but they're just they're genetic like uh uh, modifications like they're just given to him essentially yeah so they're like like cyberpunk mods kind of thing right right yeah that's what I was expecting like I thought she was going to be the one point where they're like how can we fix him what do you need and you know, she could have been like, I got mil- I got access to military tech as a soldier. Like, let me go get the 
yeah. cybernetic enhancements that we've been working on and boom metal arm like it was weird that the power to grow metal arms came from within him during a time of unnecessary strife <laughs> but but maybe thinking about this in the realm of arcana he's reclaiming what he didn't have before and it just empowers itself into metal arms whereas uh cole young needed more love in his life and he got rubber suit and it's just that's the way the arcana works i guess like what surrounds him like a hug yeah that's exactly yeah he's hugged by his his elderly daughter and his wife forever (laughs) and ever (laughs) so they make quick work of the team of baddies and as they're all going to eventually go fight sub-zero they think as a team turns out he's kidnapped cole's family his geriatric daughter's in danger and he (laughs) follows them into the portal and we have our our final fight i guess here's a question how do we feel about sub-zero being much more of the big bad rather than the other guy whose name i can't remember right now the sorcerer shing sun that also bummed me out a little bit sub-zero is a titular character in a bunch of like the side games and he has more backstory to me at least than shang sun does okay like even his chinese name is given to him in the games from a different character so like he's bihan in this movie which is not his real name again these are different lores but like in the Mm -hmm. games he's noob sabat who is a different character's brother and he adopts the bihan name from the line of his chinese ancestors so like there there's a lot of lore going on like i think scorpion and i not think but scorpion and sub-zero have the most substance to them mm-hmm. in the universe of the game so it made sense to me that he's the bad guy also like scorpion is a bad guy but he's the anti bad guy like he's always the protagonist in the situation between the two if that okay. makes sense that makes sense so, so i like that sub-zero was essentially eternal and that it came down to them in the end because they're not they were always rivals forever and ever that's the history of them that's fair I guess I, I missed a little bit some, again, the more kitschiness, the right. mustache twirlingness mm-hmm. of of our, our previous foe. But that, that makes sense. And their fight, because Cole's not doing a lot besides punching, punching away wife. at ice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, again, the Scorpion fight ends up being the best fight, I think, in the movie. For sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, also giving away the most in the trailer. Like yeah. again, trailers. I, oh, this is really? why I don't do trailers. Like they yeah, just like, ruin stuff. The shot where he stabs, where Sub Zero stabs Scorpion, and you get the stream of blood that he turns into a knife and then stabs Scorpion with. Like that. That was in the very first trailer. Which, like, it's a cool moment, and it was still cool in this. Especially you know him throwing him into the ice wall and some of the other things that took place in that moment. Like it was still cool, but it was one of those things where. I wish I saw it in the moment for the very first time, not six months ago or whatever it was when I saw it. Yeah. yeah. It's not as impactful as uh, like Darth Maul getting dual lightsabers in the trailer would have been cool to watch in the movie rather than seeing a million times in the trailer. Like, mm-hmm. again, it's not as huge and impactful, but like, that's kind of how I felt. I was just like, oh, that was dope. I've seen it like a billion other times. So. 
But the second Sub Zero or second Scorpion comes out, we do get the quick hint of the theme music, which I thought was great. Yeah, that was the first time I noticed it too. It was like a little hint of it, and I was like, oh, "Okay, mm-hmm. I hear it, I hear it." Thank yeah, you. and I, I was like, "Johnny's right." He he said it was going to happen right at the like you know the big thing in the third act, and sure enough, bing 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 bing. <laughs> and it just wasn't. And it, it it happened, but it wasn't nearly as impactful as I think I wanted yeah. it to be whatsoever. And it was just like. Because I think we're just so in love with the original version that it just hearing like a bastardized version of it, it just like, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I, I almost wish they just stuck with whatever uh, composer for higher score they had with this and just stuck with that, and maybe end the movie with your version of it. But I mean, if you're gonna make a big uh, deal with it and have it pop up on a big queue, it just I don't know. At least for me, maybe just because I didn't like the version, but I don't know. Do you no. have the guys have the same feeling? Well. They do play it. There are hints of it. There are other motifs that are lifted that I heard in the fights just before. It's not that the part that you always think of, but I heard them there, like a little bit of a buildup. But it's like taking a beautiful symphony and trying to play it on a kazoo. <laughs> just <laughs> make a fart with your armpit, why don't you? <laughs> And it wasn't sustained either. Um, I don't know. I kind of like that. I like that it was just, just this, a light is, this is your this is your small audio cue that this is dope. Okay, fight scene. <laughs> yep. Like it um, was enough for me to go, oh sweet. And then I was like, okay, cool. Scorpions here. And like yep. it didn't it didn't realm in it. If they had continued playing the dubstep version, I would just be like, all right. This. Oh no. Oh no. So I was glad that it was we'll it, get... it was strictly a like strings thing. Or even like if, even if they put the original song in there, I would be like, no, it, this doesn't fit here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do like it was that it was just essentially a ringtone that came on. <laughs> like <laughs> it was his entrance music for for lack of better terms. A um, text notification. It's a Nokia ringtone, yeah. <laughs> right. But I before I know we're kind of at like the last fight, but I do want to make I have like two notes here. One is that dragon that uh, Liu Kang summoned. Is that like his animality? Am I right about that? Was that an animality or no? Is that like an actual fatality that he has in the game? That's like one of his fatalities from it is, okay. way later. Yeah, I was hoping they would do like the no-handed uh, cartwheel uppercut thing, but uh, they didn't. They, yeah. He also did his bicycle kick, which is... Yeah, so I, I'm glad, glad, glad he got that out of the way. Yeah. And then uh, Kano had the dumbest fucking kill, or died the dumbest fucking way in this movie with the gnome. The gnome to the eye? The gnome to the eye. The gnome Check is a running gnome. thing, though. Like, that's a running joke in the, the like, Mortal Kombat stuff. So I thought oh, it was really? It? Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, it's also in the Tony Hawk games. Like, gnomes during, like, the late 90s were, like, funny to put in as secrets in video games. Huh. Um, I don't think there was ever a gnome fatality. I could be wrong because they had, like, a million of them when they did, like, babalities and friendlies. And I think there might have been a gnomality, believe it or not. Hmm. Regardless, it was a a hor- a dumb dumb way to go. Right, it was just a callback joke to him hawking loogie on it earlier. Well, yeah, and he said how much he hated them, so had to come back around in the end. What was all right? So going off of that, what was your guys' favorite favorite kill? Uh, I mean, it had to be Kung Lao's, but yeah, that was the coolest one for me too. I did like. I mean, a lot of the stuff was pulled from the game, so you know, ripping the heart out is one of his fatalities, which I thought was cool. Sonya shooting the hole through and then the camera going in there was also from the game. But why was the spine still there? Like, that didn't make sense. And then Scorpion 
taking off his mask and then breathing mm-hmm. fire is also from the game and you see cool. his skull too which i thought yeah. was cool the effect in the on older the face was really neat yeah, yeah in the older games he does what he does in 95 where he straight up pulls his face off and like it's the whole skull and everything like that but in the more recent games he just pulls off the mask and then you can see the, like the skull under as he shoots fire out so i thought that was cool it was a small thing but sub-zero does his ice replacement that he does oh, yeah. in the game as well i really like that where he like substitutes himself out for a thing of ice and then teleports backwards. So I thought that was cool that that was in there as well. And the ice wall is another one that he does in the game. So there's a lot of like moves that were added in and then accurate-ish fatalities. Did we get a single Raiden fight in this movie? No. No, no he's not allowed to. Those dems the rules. But apparently he can teleport Shang Tsung back to the outer world or whatever at any whim and he just chooses to do this in the end and not at any other point throughout the whole movie <laughs> i was done hearing him talk okay well what, what what about when he was trying to murder everyone you couldn't have just teleported him back then his job is to keep the power running at the temple <laughs> he's the ceo of eversource at uh wherever the fuck they are <laughs> gotta keep that those those uh phones nether source yeah i do wish raiden had some more some more action like he doesn't even do he doesn't even have like a cool save moment like he does in ninety five. He just like shows up, treats everyone like an ass, <laughs> like yeah. never supports them at all. And then I mean, he's just like, All right, here we go. I guess it's fight time now. Go. I mean, even if they did this, though. Yeah. yeah. I would say even if they threw in that move that Raiden does, at least I don't know, I think he does in all the games where he just flies at you like a spear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would that would have been cool to kind of just have just a, as a throwaway, like, oh Raiden all has unique moves like everyone else too, but yeah, I was disappointed that we didn't get a little more out of him. Luckily, he's not Highlander, though. I'm glad he yeah. wasn't a white dude. <laughs> yeah, some improvement there. However, and I, I am not familiar enough with what Raiden's look is in the game itself, but I did miss the wig. <laughs> I, I won't lie to you. I could have used a little bit more shine and bounce. Just to, again, add dimension and flavor. <laughs> Yeah, does I, don't think he, I don't think he has a wig in the first one game, at least. He's all in white, if I remember correctly, but that's I don't think there's any wig. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of these are updated. Liu Kang, it looks like Liu Kang looks now, but in the 95 movie, he looked like he looked in Mortal Kombat 1 through 3. So mm-hmm. same thing with Goro, like Adam was saying. Like, he looks like Goro looks now with the shoulder armor and everything. Yeah, so, Liu Kang was just wearing, like, black champion sweatpants in the first one. Yeah. Because that's pretty much what they had for mocap. Yeah. <laughs> and the headband. Don't forget the headband. He did look way more badass than this. As did Kung Lao. I really like Kung Lao's uh, outfit. Like, the hat was awesome, but the whole, like, the whole costume was great, too. Like, and pulled straight from the game, as many of the, the aspects of this of this film were. But I really liked his, uh, his and Liu Kang's different, you know, outfit changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked uh, Cabal looked pretty badass in this, too. I thought they could have maybe modulated his voice a little bit. I know it's kind of cliche. Anyone who has a mask has to have a modulated voice, but he looked pretty sick regardless. Melina lost her jaw, too. Like, that was you cool. could see the blood, and I was just like, okay, when is she going to unhinge? And then I was like, but usually she unhinges when she kills someone. That would mean somebody has to die, and Kung Lao's already dead. So, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. The best fatality might have been Scorpion, you know, didn't fully melt Sub Zero. Like he doesn't like in the games, they just turn into ash. It came but, close. Yeah, it came close. He was ashy, turned into <laughs> some dust. But they also have to hype it up for Mortal Kombat 2, where Sub Zero comes back. Yeah, because then they turn into dust. 
Same thing with Goro. They they turned into black smoke and disappeared. Mm-hmm. They'll be back. I think the the Kung Lao one was the most surprising because I wasn't expecting it in that moment. But the Jax one I think was the coolest. The head it's squash. The head squash explodey bit that was that was particularly brutal. I did enjoy that one a lot. I was only disappointed because they were at the wall. He didn't uppercut him. Mm. Yeah, like that's the whole purpose of that. Like everyone gets to the wall in the game, they're like, "I'm gonna fucking uppercut you off." Yeah, but that's Cole's finishing move. That's true. Only summoned by his geriatric daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he constantly forgets to do it if if she's not there to tell him. Do the uppercut, Dad. Down B. <laughs> So we, I think we talked about it a little bit. What did you guys think of the uh, the setup for the sequel here? The Cole's gonna go find Johnny Cage. Let me know how it is. <laughs> oh no! Is there I mean, anyone... we we all knew they were going to do it. I mean, it just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just. Yeah. Is there someone? Because we the way that we're introduced to this is the person he's going to go look for. You see the poster. I forget what the movie is titled, and but Johnny Cage is there. But it's just a, a hard body, no, nothing above the shoulders or face, so it leaves room to to cast anyone. Who do we think they're going to put as Johnny Cage? I'm going to say Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> God. <laughs> Johnny, would, Johnny, would you see it if it was Daniel Day-Lewis? Like, yeah. Would you come back for the sequel or if they, yeah. if they get him on board as Johnny Cage? Just Who's... method acting in Mortal Kombat? Probably, yeah. I kinda, you kind of watch everything he does. Um, I think he also plays a boxer in a movie, so there's a little bit of a uh, history there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess they need to kind of grab someone semi-familiar to, to kind of... They're not just going to like lead up to just like anyone. Uh, very fresh cast. Uh, is there anyone that we think is going to be the breakout, the Harrison Ford of, of Mortal Kombat? No, and I'm okay with that. Like I, In adaptations, I would prefer nobodies because... They ruined it in the, the, I mean, I keep bringing it back to Star Wars, but like, I keep seeing people as so-and-so. Like, I see mm-hmm. see actors as so-and-so. Uh, Forrest Whitaker in, you know, Rogue One is just mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker. Stop casting big name people and stuff and start picking up nobodies to play them because then they be that character and they're not that actor. So yeah. for Johnny Cage, I hope it's a nobody, but I hope he's like a smug asshole nobody. And then... They have John Claude Van Damme train him or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that you set up that tease that way, which I thought was really ham-fisted and I could have done without. <laughs> but I, I think it's I feel like they gotta go with a name just because it's set up so perfectly for it to be like a big deal. Like clearly he's going to be a major player in a potential sequel. I don't know that they necessarily go with an unknown here. I, I mean I don't think they will either, just because of who Johnny cage's character is he's a smug asshole hollywood dude so like of course they would cast a smug asshole hollywood dude i guess in this instance i'm okay with that but like for the rest of the cast i was even better with them being nobodies or relative nobodies i don't mean to downplay their career but they're not recognizable to me yeah what mortal kombat movie are you in <laughs> uh the one where i was in my karate crew and we were doing the the you know the thing to the theme song in 97 or whatever i was in that movie too yeah uh, <laughs> i'm sure there's a home video of there somewhere so yes i am in that movie <laughs> perfect I'm, I'm going john cena i think they need to pump some some star wow, power into this franchise 
No, I, th- I think that's what they're going with. I think he's going to be thick. the... Yeah, yeah. yeah, John Cena's built like a Roblox character. You can't have him be... <laughs> you can't have beat Johnny Cage. How's he going to do splits? John Cena, like, has CGI. to wear shorts everywhere. He's going to do CGI splits. No, I was thinking, like, given the giant belt buckle, like, this is Nick Cage. Like, Nick Cage being Johnny Cage, he would, he would totally be into it. He'd be like, yeah, that's my last name, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Glenn Close in another sort of like an Albert Knobs type role. <laughs> it's Meryl Streep. She can get into anything. Yeah. In any role. Just transforms it. Yeah. She doesn't Old bring familiar. the star. She just, yeah, no star power with her. She just brings the character. I've changed my mind. I want an action turn for Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh my God. That's a man who could probably do a split. Right? It That's totally a man work. who could do a split. That's what I'm going for. I've changed my answer. Yeah. They might do like a, a young, younger, up and coming like pro wrestler. Somebody who's like thinner, like not as Robloxy as uh, John Cena. What about what about uh, the Miz, Adam? I don't know. I, I mean, I think actually the Miz would would be pretty appropriate. He's a douchey Hollywood type. Like yeah, he's the character he plays. So like. He, I think that would code through well. And he's a movie actor. He's a well-known movie actor. He's a the, he's the world's A-lister. famous Marie Four or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, he probably would be fine, but I I think that's a, one of those cases of I would just be like, okay, but that's the Miz. So I don't know. But I I mean, it would work. I think he could pull it off. I just he think wouldn't they're have gonna to act go. very much. No, which is a good thing. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like just the way they set this up, they're gonna go. They're gonna go star power here. Yeah, they'll probably grab someone like like Robert Pattinson or something like that. You laugh, but I like Robert Pattinson's a good actor. Like, yeah, he's, he, he's almost he's almost too too big at this point maybe to to, to pull him into this. But you got to think maybe in the, that age bracket, that's kind yeah. of and he has the same sort of uh, I don't know physique or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. he'll be tied up from in Batman sequels. I don't know that he's going to have the time yeah. for it. That or like, I don't know, like Andrew Garfield or something. I don't know. He's too small. Yeah, I think he's too yeah. wimpy. I don't know. Hollywood can whip, can whip these people into that's, beast in no time. That's true. But even as Spider-Man, he was pretty scrawny. Right? Granted, that's that's more to that okay. character. But, that's, yeah, that works know. for Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We'll have to see. What you can see on? you let me yeah. <laughs> sure relay that to you i'll just read variety <laughs> when it comes out there you go. Comes out. see but johnny um, i think your complaint about this movie was that it it was a, a prequel essentially so wouldn't mortal Kombat 2 be the main course uh but the thing is they needed to have like all this stuff be semi-interesting to me and like it, the only thing interesting to me was like the cool fatalities and stuff. And like, maybe I'll watch like a compilation on YouTube of all the second movies fatalities. But if yeah, Mortal Kombat 2 is entirely the tournament, then it would be entirely fatalities. Yeah. Listen, I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably end up seeing it and probably on this very podcast with <laughs> bastards, but, yeah. um, five years from now, it'll be like, Johnny, you have to see this. Oh my God. It's the best movie. Who knows? It could be like a Godfather Part Two or something, sort of yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. This could be the Empire of the Mortal Kombat 2021 universe. Or we can just wait 26 years and see if we still have the nostalgia glasses that we have for the 95 version for this one. I honestly think 
Johnny, that you might get more out of this on a rewatch than you think, just because I, I feel like you, you're from the sound of it, you seem more let down that it wasn't the, well, that wasn't really what you wanted from it. That I wonder when you take that away, if you'll get more out of it because you're not like bummed out that it's doing things differently. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, the campiness is one of the biggest things that I'm missing here, but I'm also missing like, quality editing and momentum i'm missing uh a good score i'm missing performances that are better than like a, a bale of hay um again i like that even though kano was uh, he got really annoying at least he had like he lit up like some of the, the scenes where people were just sort of having regular discussion like when they're talking about the dinner party or the the dinner party the dinner they're having at ratings or whatever and the whole egg roll conversation was was mildly uh, amusing um, I thought there was going to be a, a fight right there on the dinner table, so I was disappointed there. Yeah, I this it's not so much the campiness, it's really just technically there's a lot of problems that I have with this movie, and it could have been tightened up, it could have been... Like, I really enjoyed the last like 30 minutes of this movie, because it's just, that's kind of what I signed up for, and I think a lot of people signed up for, and you do get a good amount of that beforehand, but it's so far and few between. And like I said, it takes forever just to get to Raiden's place. So, again, it's... It, I don't, if I watch any of it, if I end up ever end up having cable TV again mm-hmm. and it's on and it's the latter half of the movie might stick around for a few kills. But beyond that, I don't think I'm ever going to hit play at, at at the beginning of this movie. Although watching on TV, I don't know what kind of kills you're going to get because a lot of those are. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. I think, well, I think I'm, I'm sure it's going to be syndicated on HBO till like forever because they basically own it. So they may end up just. You know, I mean, watching it that way, one way or another, in the future. But yeah, listen, I'd like to see if it was if, if the second one falls into more capable hands. It's like uh, maybe a uh, you know, again, this is the fir- for a first time guy. Who, I don't I don't know what he, if he's done short films or what his sort of hand has been in with TV commercials. Um, TV commercials, but um, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, that like one short film, <laughs> right? That <laughs> it'd be interesting to maybe see how someone else takes this and maybe realizes what worked here and what didn't. Again, I don't know. I haven't seen what, how critically well this has been received. I'm going to guess it's somewhere in the middle or yeah. less than that. I'm seeing like C's three out of five, seven out of 10, that kind of. It's like got it's, like a five on Metacritic right now. So it's, yeah, it's passable entertainment, but I mean, I think for people who really just maybe are not used to Mortal Kombat and need to, find other places to sort of like get their get their food their cinematic food that they're gonna be starving until the end where they just like shove a meatball sandwich down down their throats but (laughs) yeah so again i do have some interest and fascination with how they'll take the the franchise and what they'll do with it but i am not like going to be running out and seeing this unless i am volunteering on this podcast to do so (laughs) But listen, it's not it's not a complete piece of shit. It just it I got pretty tired by the end of it, and then once everything started happening, it kind of saved itself a little bit for me. Again, I know you guys enjoyed it more than I did. Yeah, I I, I wish they had they like the 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 sets were cooler. Um, I know at one point they went to this place called the Void, which looked like the construct from the Matrix, and when they were asking about what they need to do, and I'm like, guns, lots of guns. <laughs> Which didn't happen, but um, projectiles, things that you can use <laughs> from far away. Right, right. I don't know, Bridget. Overall, how'd you sort of feel? Which 
I I was able to set aside a lot of my issues with it, both technically and spiritually, and still, you know, it held my attention. It did what it had to do. It didn't fatigue me in the way that movies like this often do, um, but I could see how it might have that effect on someone. I'm glad that they did not debut the dubstep version of the theme until the end, because that mm-hmm. really speared my heart when I heard it. But, you know, I'm open and prepared to go see DDL as Johnny Cage in <laughs> four years. So, What about you, Adam? Um, I mean, there's, there's stuff to nitpick, obviously. Uh, I mean, that's the, the type of movie this is. But ultimately, I came for the combat with a K and I got it and I, I enjoyed the, uh, the combat that we got. I really loved the, I forget what they're called. Shirai's maybe whatever the knife on a rope, all of the different, uh, murders with the knife on the rope were great, you know, spinning around, stabbing through people, pulling them over both in the beginning and in the scorpion fight at the end. Those are some of my favorite, like action set pieces. Cole was a wet blanket and, really could have done without him and his whole thing. And really he wasn't even that like, he didn't really matter that much in the grand scheme of things other than he was the key to unlock Scorpion from hell, I guess, because his knife like cut him, I guess is what we're meant to believe that when the knife cut him that unleashed him or whatever, but it kind of stinks that he was the, the driving force of the movie when so many other characters were cooler or not necessarily in depth but i did enjoy probably kano the most just because a lot of his quips did land for me until we got to the temple where it started to become a bit too much and by the time he turned turned heel i was like all right i don't care i'm done done with you go away (laughs) i'm not surprised by this it doesn't it wasn't done in a good way i hated all of the interactions with cabal i thought i thought that character was the the lamest for me I don't know if it was his voice didn't match what I was looking at and that was throwing me, but he just didn't seem as cool as he looked like he should have been. He just sounded really lame. And to your point, Johnny, he definitely needed more voice modulation or something considering he's like hooked up in a Darth Vader suit. And he just sounds like a regular guy. So that part threw me a little bit, but ultimately, I mean, I had fun with it. I, I enjoyed what I saw. I will probably throw it on again at some point before it leaves it's, you know, release window on, on HBO Max, but uh, I I don't think I'll have the same affinity for it and the fondness for it that I did the 95 when I first saw it. Like, I don't think this is going to be a put it on multiple times over the weekend because I'm so amped by watching it. I'll definitely see a sequel. I'll continue to, to invest in this universe for at least one more movie, and we'll see if that one can deliver on what I'm looking for, which is to punch in and fighting and supernatural elements. So, uh, John, what about you? Uh, I, I mean, I, I liked it a lot for what it was. I, I still do think it's probably the best, not best video game adaptation movie, but the most apt video adaptation movie. Like it fits the theme of Mortal Kombat. I, I think we look at the 95 movie with, again, with like nostalgia glasses. That movie's not good, but we like it because it's not good. This is different. This was trying to be good. That movie was also trying to be good, but it didn't succeed in a in a funny way. Yeah. This movie's trying to be good, but tries a little bit too much to be good, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like it does succeed on it. It just 
is a little too brooding and it's it it's the most i'm excited for a sequel but because this one wasn't as good as it could have been if that it's kind of like a, a it's a stepping stone for a reason if they had announced mortal Kombat 2 before this had come out i think i would have had even higher expectations or like even lower expectations for it knowing that there's gonna be two of them because i would have just been like oh this is a prequel which it is but i still enjoyed the shit out of it it was it was pretty cool but it's not a great movie like <laughs> it is it's an enjoyable experience if you can turn off your brain and 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 if you can enjoy some of the like nod nudge stuff to the the, the lore and the other games so High, high praise for a video game movie, which already has a low bar. <laughs> Very true. But, I mean, it, it seems like it, we're trending in the right direction. You know, this is this could have been worse, I think. So I'm, I'm We did we hit had... an all-time low with Monster Hunter, but that's... It's true. We're on the upswing again. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're coming back up until the next Resident Evil movie. There you go. Cool. Well, any other last-minute thoughts or any other notes anybody wants to get out there before we wrap things up for this week? I don't nope. think so. Okay. Uh, John, I want to thank you once again for joining us. We will have to get you back uh, for something else. Maybe put you on the hot seat uh, where you are the only person to uh, to have not seen a movie. So thanks again for, for joining us these last couple of weeks. Yeah, thanks for having me. It'll it'll be difficult to try and find a movie I haven't watched, though. Oh, uh, we'll find one. One that I, that I have to see, yeah. Yeah, no, we'll find one. We'll figure it <laughs> out. I will not say final watch that to the Meg, though. That's, that's not on <laughs> that's the list. Fair. I wouldn't, it, it's not worthy of the list. That's just for my own personal <laughs> happiness. No, and that, like, like I, the ocean is, like, my biggest fear, so, like. Oh! Yeah, he, yeah, he can't do water. I, I can't do open water and, yeah. and fish, so no thanks. Okay. So, right, so the throw, ultimate throw, would be... throw the abyss on the list, then. <laughs> I've seen the abyss, and that, that movie that haunted me for, like, months as a child. See, that's um, why he can't do it now. It's because he saw it at five. <laughs> it's okay. I feel the same way about space. So we'll we'll find something well, yeah. Yeah, me in a too. desert. Yeah. It's, it's it's the open space thing that, that gets me. We can just turn this into like a fear factor podcast and just like torture <laughs> each other with these movies. There you go. I'll watch eight legged freaks. I'll watch Mortal Kombat too. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, that'll do it then for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you thought of the new Mortal Kombat. Are you excited for a Mortal Kombat 2? Who do you think is going to be cast as Johnny Cage? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening.